The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. And I'm going to tell you what. This month is going to be a very powerful month because the entire month of September we have dedicated to stopping bullying. Stop bullying of young people with disabilities. Students with disabilities are brutally bullied more than any other group. The only group equal is, of course, the LGBT community. But what they're doing right now to students with disabilities is horrific. And we are going to put a stop to it. I want to remind you, I am the chair of the board of the American Association of People with Disabilities. That's at www.aapd.com. And we, for the next two years nationally, are going to take a stand on bullying. So this is so important to me. And I'm very excited about our guest today. She really is a wonderful person. Um, I met her a while ago, and she has that same passion I have for stopping bullying of children with disabilities, and it is my honor to have as our guest today, Judy Pamer, Disability Advocate for Achieva. Welcome to the show, Judy. Why, thank you, Therese. It's, um, it's a great pleasure and an honor to be here today. Well, the feeling is mutual. What we would like to do is we would like to, I would like you to start by um, telling our listeners a little bit about yourself. You know, they may not know you, and I know they'll want to know, gee, why is she involved? Why does she care? How did she get involved? Okay. Well, um, I was uh, born and raised in Beaver, which is your classic small western PA town. Um, I still live there with my husband, Kevin, and we have a son, Carl. Um, Carl's a sixth-grade honor student, got six A's, two B's on his last report card. He got the President's Award for Excellence in Academics. He plays in the band. Um, he likes Justin Bieber. Um, he's a pretty typical 12-year-old, except that Carl has Down syndrome. And he's also a leukemia survivor. So I guess I would say Carl started me on this um, journey to becoming a disability advocate. Um, after they told me that Carl had Down syndrome, my obstetrician uh, came in the room and tried to console me by telling me that um, people with Down syndrome often led very productive lives. As a matter of fact, the kid that lived down the street from him uh, bagged groceries in the local supermarket. And I remember thinking, not my kid. That's not what we planned. He's going to go to college. Um, so, of course, I immersed myself in, in the disability rights movement. I, um, I joined every committee and group that I could find and fit in my schedule. I started a support group for families of children with Down syndrome. Uh, I became the parent co-chair of our local interagency coordinating council. I joined the board of trustees at the Ark of Beaver. That led to my position on the board of trustees at Achieva. And um, then, the, of course, the offer to become the disability advocate uh, for Beaver County through Achieva. 
So, right. Um, and you know what? You know what I love about that story is that they told you, oh, don't worry, your son could be this. And you said, what? <laughs> Not my child. See, this is it. Why is it like this? And when someone has a child with an intellectual disability, that everyone assumes they're going to either be a janitor, uh, you know, certain types of jobs, whereas I actually have people working at Highmark who do have Down syndrome and who are working in very competitive areas, making a very good salary with benefits. You know, this is the thing is changing the way we think about that. Uh, but, you know, your son, Carl, has Down syndrome and he's a leukemia survivor. Um, how about him? What has it been like for him, uh, Judy, to grow up uh, with kids b- bullying him or giving him a hard time? Well, you know, it's interesting because at this stage and at Carl's age, um, he's mostly unaware. Um, we have had occasions out in public where kids have called him a name or we usually have to endure very rude stares of strangers in public. And I have just started to notice Carl notice that. Um, he will catch people's eyes and smile at them, and they will turn away. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's kind of a cruel lesson for a kid to learn that he's going to be shunned by people that don't even know him. Uh, you know, as you know, you mentioned, Carl has leukemia. Uh, he went through three years of chemo. He had weekly trips to Children's Hospital. He's been poked with needles more times than anyone can count. He swallowed 4,000 pills, 22 transfusions, 24 lumbar punctures, 10 surgeries, hospitalized four times, you know, almost died from pneumonia, and, and yet he never complained, and he rarely cried. You know, he, he's the bravest little guy you ever met. And, uh, you know, leukemia did not break his heart or his spirit. Carl, Carl does great in school. The kids like him. A teacher told me he's the most popular kid in school because everybody knows his name. Everybody calls him by name. But I know that in a year or so, some of those kids that are calling him by name, well, they're going to call him a retard. And that will break his heart, and that will break his spirit. Well, I don't know what to do about that. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. I just want all of you listening to the show that you can't imagine how young people in school, especially once they get to middle school, you cannot imagine how brutally they are bullied. Just as Judy mentioned, you know, when you're called a name like that, it is terrible what it does to you. You know, how it makes you feel inferior, how it makes you feel that you're not equal, that there's something wrong with you. And, you know, people would always say, oh, that's just how it is, or, you know, this is the rite of passage. No, it isn't. Not when people are brutally called names and, at times, physically assaulted. Uh You know, over the next month, we're going to be talking about stories that amaze you. I do want to tell you there was a young man with Down syndrome, and with every day at recess, they would get, the kids would get him and hit him, and they would hit him where it didn't show. And so he would go home, and finally, you know, his parents are saying, why do you have these black and blue marks? And he's always telling them he falls, he's playing football, you know, and it took them a while to figure out, know, that he was being assaulted at school. So it's verbal, it's physical, it's cyberbullying, it's everything, and it has to stop. Judy, uh, many people don't understand that Down syndrome is an intellectual disability. Um, and that doesn't mean, as you already indicated, that people with Down syndrome 
cannot compete in life as other people do. I wonder if you would take a minute, explain to our listeners why we feel the way we do about the R word being retard and why it has to stop, including folks on television, in, you know, in songs, but you've got to teach your kids about this. Judy, do you want to talk about that for a minute? Sure. You know, um, when I first heard the term mental retardation in connection with Carl, I did what I do with everything. I researched. I looked it up. And, you know, I didn't really mind what I read. You know, the word retard, the definition, means slow. It just means slower. Um, I thought that fit Carl perfectly. You know, in previous generations, that's exactly how they used to describe kids like Carl. They used to say, he's just a little slow. As a child, that made sense to me. That kid's just like me. He's just a little slow. Um, so I didn't really object to that word. I sometimes worry about the term disability. To me, that sounds like something broken, something that needs fixing. And that's not Carl, and that's not most kids I know. But it's the term we have to use now because the word retard has been taken and made into something mean and something hateful. They've changed a word into a weapon, and it's a very damaging weapon at that. People will tell you that they would never direct the R word actually at someone who has intellectual disability. It's just a word, and they don't mean anything by it. But if you use that word even within earshot of someone who has intellectual disability, it may not be directed at them. But that is exactly the target it's going to land on. Whether it's intentional or not, you do damage when you use that word. And I have even heard parents use that word in front of their children. You know, is that really a lesson we want to teach our children? So what this means, folks, is that if your children are talking to their sibling or their girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever it is. And if you hear them saying, stop that, oh, you're such a retard. Okay, that's like the N-word. That's negative. That's mean. That's spiteful. Because when that is directed to Carl, that is really painful. So let's start here. This R word has to go. You know, as Judy mentioned, yeah, there was a time that we did not know that handicapped meant cap in hand, which is why that's so offensive to people in the disability community. But I've got to tell you, the R word isn't just something that bothers people. The R word is hateful. So I'd like to ask everyone listening to the show, please explain that to your family. Please, please stop saying that about people and absolutely never call anyone this term. You know, that really, you're using a hateful word just as you could use a racist word. So we want you to stop now. And with that, we're going to go to break. If you just joined us, this is our month to knock out bullying, to talking about how to stop it, how to stop it in the schools how to stop kids with disabilities from being so brutally assaulted. We're talking to Judy Pamer with Achieva, disability advocate. We'll be right back. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 
There's a course offered on 7th Wave Network that you never saw offered in college. One that provides information on how to transform ancient wisdom teachings into everyday life. You'll learn how to create from your spirit and explore the world with all of your senses. Participation is encouraged. Enroll in Spirituality 101, the course you can't afford to miss with your host, Reverend Norma. Class is in session every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time, in your favorite classroom, 7th Wave Network. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darlings, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday afternoon at 2 Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show. If you just tuned in, we're talking to Judy Pamer, disability advocate for Achieva, a mother of a young man living with disabilities. And let me tell you what, you give me the mother of a child with a disability, and I'm going to give you a warrior you cannot compete with. And Judy and I are working together in Pennsylvania as I'm working in states across the United States to stop bullying, stop bullying people, students with disabilities. And it just so happens that Judy is with Achieva as a disability advocate, and Achieva is a phenomenal organization right here in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, that I've had the honor to be on their board, and very well know Marsha Blanco, who's known across the United States for the work that she has done helping uh, people with disability. I wanted to ask you, uh, Judy, what has it been like for you in this role at Achieva? Uh, you know, it, honestly, it is the hardest job I ever had. Um, I think when your passion becomes your career, uh, it, it, it can be rewarding and challenging at the same time. Um, there's a lot of stress. Um, there's been some pretty bleak times. You know, when my efforts don't work, uh, I, I have heartache and I have tears. Um, but it is a gift to do this kind of work because more often than not when I when I go home and I lay my head on a pillow at night I know that something I did that day made the world a little bit better for a child with a disability or an adult with a disability um, you know as a matter of fact if I wasn't sure that my boss is listening right now I would probably say that I would even do this work for nothing um, Achieve is just a great organization to work for I can offer so many options of support for my families through Achieve Services um, we have webinars and trainings on our website. Um, we, we do recreational events in Beaver County. They do futures planning, supported employment, um, and, and the advocacy that I do. There, there are other advocates at Achieva. Um, 
we're there to help families. Um, and having the support of the Achieve organization behind me, when I go and talk to legislators, when I'm going to try to get more done about the bullying that goes on in our schools, you know, my voice, my vote, one by itself, um, is not very loud. But when you have the power of Achieve behind you, with all the constituents, all the family members that make up that big organization that is Achieva, then then your voice can be pretty loud. <laughs> and, you know, Judy has actually attended events that I spoke at to hundreds of high school students with disabilities of different types, learning disability, uh, epilepsy, you know, across the board. And what we do is, I will always say, okay, if you've ever been bullied, raise your hand. And what is frightening is when almost the entire room raises their hand. And then when they go up and tell their stories, it is just terrible. But I'm on a goal to take those same young people and empower them. And that's why if you go to Facebook, to the Bender Lead on Team page on Facebook, Bender Lead on Team. We have, we tell young students with disabilities, you join that page, and when someone is terribly bullied, they tell their story, oh, my goodness. Young people from across the country come out, hey, I'm here for you. Hey, I'm your friend. Hey, I've been through this. I'm going to be your buddy. Don't go through this alone. And all of a sudden, someone who felt isolated that doesn't have any friends, has all these friends. So, you know, I believe we have to empower those bullied to help others. But, Judy, um, you know, can you talk about how much you've seen this in the schools, bullying I'm talking about? Um, absolutely, absolutely. It's a, it, it has become a large part of what I do. You know, a lot, a lot of what I do is educational advocacy, which means I go into the schools and I help students um, who are special education students, um, you know, enrich their plans and obtain the services that they're entitled to um, through the Individual Disabilities Education Act. Uh, anymore, though, the, the, a, a large majority of the calls I get deal with um, kids being bullied in school and the school's inability to prevent this from happening. Um, bullying in schools right now seems more directed at not the kids who have obvious disability, but rather those kids that uh, don't just don't seem to fit in, kids with autism or ADD, you know, the kid who says the wrong thing or who might act a little different, um, although don't make any mistake. They do also target those kids with intellectual disability and physical disabilities too. But the sad thing is that because most children who have disabilities have trouble interpreting social cues and protocol that they inevitably end up being targets. The biggest issue here is that when kids with disabilities are bullied and the schools are ineffective at their intervention, then the families usually end up making the decision to pull that child out of public school and put them either in a private school for kids with disabilities or in a cyber school or a homeschooling situation. And this means that these students have now lost all opportunity for social interaction with their peers. And it's the very thing they need the most. So now we have a kid that by the time they're an adult, they're going to need more and more supports to be successful at their work or even to be a productive member of their community. And the cyberbullying. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If you're not all familiar with cyberbullying, you know, you go to Facebook, you go to Twitter, you go to Form Springs, you go to texting on the phone. You know, if you go to Facebook and all of a sudden you see this page that was created, I Hate Linda, 
with terrible pictures of Linda, making fun of Linda, who has a disability. In the old days, when I grew up, and you you could go home, it's all over. You're with your family. No more bullying. Now you go home. As soon as you look at your phone or you look on the computer, it never stops. It is non-24 by 7 attack. And one of the questions we're receiving here right now um, from Facebook and from Twitter is, uh, this is wonderful what you're doing. My question is, why do you think schools let this go on? Um, I, I think oftentimes um, there's a lot of reasons for that. There's a lot of reasons for that. I, 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 don't, would, I would not want to say that schools would intentionally turn their back on students and not try to support students. I don't think anybody wants to see a student bullied or picked on. But I do think that sometimes it's a what-can-we-do kind of situation. Um, bullies are very, very clever. They're not going to stand up in the middle of class and attack another student. They're going to do it in the hall when the teacher's not looking. They're going to do it on the, on the playground. They're going to do it in the bathroom. They're going to do it on the bus. And now they're going to do it cyberbullying. They're going to do it on the social networking. Um, so it's very and, – and the cyberbullying, it comes across as maybe the rules don't apply. That's why it's such a big tool for these bullies now. Um, you know, the school rules don't apply there. I've seen text, text pictures, posts. Um, you know, I had a case where a group of students um, got two kids on the bus who both had intellectual disability to get in a fight with each other. And the other students all videotaped it with their cell phones or their, their devices, and they all have one. Every teen or preteen has a cell phone now. So they all videotaped this fight and then posted it on YouTube and Facebook. Oh. <laughs> you know, and this was uh, You know what? You would think I'm used to it because I've been now doing volunteer work, as Judy knows, for over 12 years. I, do, I have the Spender Leadership Academy, and I become so attached to these students with disabilities that, like, I am with them forever. And they are helping me help other young people. But it never fails. Every time I hear a story, the next story is worse than the other story. Are you meaning, like, the kids on the bus that did not have disabilities talked these other two into doing this? Is that what you yes. mean? Yes. They talked two boys um, who had um, uh, intellectual disability into fighting each other so that they could make a tape out of it and they could post it on the Internet. Are you all listening out there? <laughs> and this is where... I mean, do you know how high. absolutely terrible this is? That's terrible. Mm-hmm. When, uh, Judy, when I was on the Hill, um, and the, I'm sure you know the young woman from Glee with Down Syndrome? Yes, absolutely. Potter, okay. And we did give her an award this past year at the American Association of People with Disabilities at our gala. And then the next day I went with her uh, on the Hill. There were two congressmen, and the whole thing was about bullying. And she stood up and she told her story, and she started crying, saying, you know, what it was like for her when other girls would make fun of her, call her names, you know, and not include her. And she, too, of course, has Down syndrome. And uh, this one young man, he and his father went up to speak, and his son, who did not have a visible disability, but I believe had autism, would come home and tell his dad that they're making fun of him, these kids every day bullying him. 
these five boys. And when mm-hmm. his father would go talk to the principal, the principal would say, hey, no, they're not. I talked to all five of them. This is your son. And this went on and on and on and on and on. And one day, his son's looking at YouTube, and guess what? One of these kids had videotaped them making fun of him in class and him cowering in the corner crying, saying, please don't do this. So, of course, now the father went to the school and said, what were you saying about this not happening and had it? But that is exactly what you were talking about. Yeah. No fear, and you know it, it, the 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 cyberbullying. You know that that's where that's where it can get even even worse. Um, there's no rules there. There's no monitoring there. There's no getting caught there. Um, you know the schools can't do anything about that cyberbullying unless it's they're using a school computer to do it. Uh, I had a case, a horrible case, of a girl, uh, of a very vicious girl bully, um, merciless towards a young man with autism. Um, she ended up posting a terrible post about him on her Facebook page, um, also attacking his parents because they had come into the school and tried to perform intervention for their son. Um, so she attacked him, his family, terrible, terrible post. The very next entry on this Facebook page was the mother of this girl bully clicking like. She liked her daughter's post. Oh, you know, how can you make change with parents like that? Uh, Joyce, I actually felt sorry for the bully right there because I thought that girl does not stand a chance with a mother like that. Yeah, and folks, it's not funny. It's serious. What do you think happens to a lot of these people that are vicious bullies when they grow up? I'll tell you, there have been studies done in many of them end up committing crimes, whether it's misdemeanor or felony. I mean, you know, encouraging this behavior is, is not good. You know, doing things like this is terrible. And uh, sadly, that girl doesn't have a chance if that's the way she's being taught. No. You're right, Judy. You're right. Isn't that sad? Mm-hmm. Well, listen, we're going to go to break. I want to thank all of you for being so supportive of the show, specifically this month. You've got to tell everyone to listen to these shows. Remember, all these shows are archived at voiceamerica.com and benderconsult.com. So if you want someone to hear Judy, you'll be able to direct them back to listen to the show. But right now we're going to go to break. If you just joined us, we're talking to Judy Paymer who is an advocate for Achieva, but is an advocate for all young people with disabilities being bullied. Hey, see, we've got someone on here right now who's got your back, and so do I. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with Judy. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. 
Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. We're talking to Judy Pamer, disability advocate, for Achieva and for young students living with disabilities. Uh, Judy, we have another question here, and the question for you is, as you probably know, many of us take our children out of school to homeschool them if they are made fun of or brutally bullied, such as a child with a cleft palate uh, or, or really any disability. Uh, my question is, do you think that's the answer, or do you think we should stay in the school system and try to fight with the school? I think that that is a case-by-case, child-by-child um, family by family decision. I um, I think sometimes you know the hardest thing, and I'm speaking as a parent here, the hardest thing is to put your kid on the front line. Um, if the bullying is physical, if your child is in a depressed state, if there is a real direct threat to your child, then of course you have to remove them from that situation. You cannot. You, it's not a fight you can fight from within. Um, however, you know. Taking your child out of school also is a very difficult decision and a very hard thing for them because, you know, they have to some, at some point and some day exist in the real world. Uh, I think, though, you know, when you do remove your child from the school, it does hurt the school. It hurts the school's reputation. It hurts the school's budget. Uh, and it, it gives the school a black eye. So it's not always the worst thing to do. Um, but again, if you can fight from within, well, of course, try to do that. Uh, I think the best thing is, you know, there's always power in numbers. 
you may seem like your kid's the only one getting it, but I guarantee you they're not. And they're not the only, if there's bullying going on in the school, it's going on everywhere. And they're not the only one living in fear. And every kid has a family, and every family has an extended family. And most of them may live in that school district. And if you can have one kid, you can probably get 10 people together from that, that area. So, you know, if you have 10 kids, you can have 100 people. And you march down to your school district, you march down to your school board meeting, and you say, we want this to stop now. Yeah. But I always like to say. You know, at the end of this month, Brenda High, who is the author of the book Bully Side, Mm -hmm. and who has been on TV and different shows, her, her son, as you'll be hearing, was so bullied that he did end up taking his own life uh, but but my she's starting this bully police program with different schools, and one thing I've learned: you've got to make your voice heard. Absolutely, you've got to make your voice heard. And you know what? If the teacher doesn't listen to you, and you've talked to the guidance counselor and they don't listen to you, and you talk to the principal superintendent and this doesn't work, then you do what Judy said: you go to the school board meeting. And by the way, don't go by yourself. Just as she said, there's strength in numbers. You go there and you make it a big deal and you also tell them you're going to be talking to the news media and you're going to see something happen. Now, I can't answer that question either because I'm an advocate of you staying in the school, but not if it would put your child's life in danger. So that's why I agree with Judy about the case-by-case basis. I have to tell you, though, the day will come when they're going to have to go out into the world. Hopefully, you know, we always tell kids if you can just hang in there at least until college, it's not as bad. I'm not saying it will ever totally go away, but it isn't as bad. But, you know, somehow you've got to make it through that high school period, and that's really where the rubber meets the road. Don't you think, Judy? Absolutely, absolutely. And I do think, you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of saying to parents that I work with all the time, don't ever make a complaint while either without either offering or asking for a solution. Um, so, you know, find out what, how can you help your school eliminate bullying? What can you do? What, find out what other schools are doing. Find out what other programs are out there. Um, you know, the ARC of Pennsylvania right now has made improving school climate for kids with disabilities their number one priority for this year. And the ARCA-PA's Early Childhood Education Committee, on which I happen to be serving, um, we currently are creating guidelines for schools to use in, in improving the school climate for kids that are being bullied. So, you know, if you can find these resources and offer them to your school, if you can offer their help, um, I, I think you can make a difference. I would like to see PTAs get involved in anti-bullying projects. I think, you know, mothers of kids who do not have disabilities need to see what it looks like from our side of the table, um, what it's like to actually hate every day to drop your child off at that door because you know he's going to go in there and face a war zone. Um, how can that feel? And, and won't, wouldn't other mothers understand that feeling, have that empathy um, for parents and for those children that they would want to help make that change happen too? Right. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Judy, I also know you're the co-founder of Up Kids, mm-hmm. which is a peer support for parent-to-parent um, and a peer supporter for parent-to-parent. Can you tell us about those organizations? Sure. Um, Up Kids is a support group for families who have children with Down syndrome. Um, we operate in Beaver County, although um, after our initial uh, 
startup about two years in, we um, branched off and also have another, an Up Kids 2 uh, that is operating in Lawrence County, which both are here in western Pennsylvania. Um, it's, it's just a, um, a place for uh, families to, to feel um, safe, um, secure, to, you know, to be with people that get it, that know, uh, you know what you're going through and what it's like to go through that together. Uh, I, you know, I'm a big proponent of inclusion in communities. But I also think that everybody needs that place where they feel like they belong. Um, so, so that's kind of why I, I enjoy um, having having support out there for parents uh, of that kind. And Parent to Parent, um, they're a nationwide organization. Um, they offer a great opportunity for any parent of a child with a disability um, or a child who's been through a severe illness like mine uh, to pay it forward. Um, they match up parents who are just starting out on a journey with someone who's already been down that road. Uh, whatever troubles or obstacles you've had along the way, you know, they don't seem as bad when you can turn around and use that experience to help someone else. And that's sort of the basis of parent-to-parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that is absolutely fantastic. You know, Judy, you gave an example, two examples actually, uh, of bullying and how terrible that was for the student or the young person to go through this. How does this impact families? Tell me how it impacts a family if their child is nonstop being bullied. Well, um, you know, as we already talked about, you know, you, you have your child. Everybody has dreams and plans for their child when they get older. And, um, you know, my dream and my plan is for my child to go through high school, graduate, and go on to college. If, if in two years, if when he is in middle school, if he is bullied and he, and, and I, I, to the point where I can't, I can't feel like he is safe where he belongs, and I would have to pull him out of school. That could change everything we have in our lives. Um, you know, feeling powerless, feeling like no one is on your side, it can cause terrible distress in families. Brothers and sisters of kids who have disabilities that are being bullied will get bullied as well, will get mm-hmm. picked on, will, you know, mm-hmm. or, or worse yet, have to feel um, uh, like a betrayer of their own sibling if they don't lead to their defense all the time. And sometimes that can be a really hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah, it, it impacts. I know that is an excellent point. I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, as all of our listeners know, you know, I'm a woman living with epilepsy and a hearing loss. And I have been to so many events where a young girl living with epilepsy, maybe 11 years old, would tell, you know, oh, Miss Bender, my best friend Cindy, we would do everything together, and she's having a party, but her mother called my mother and said, I can't go anymore because she found out I have epilepsy. Mm-hmm. Well, then this same girl has an older brother, and then pretty soon at school they're saying to the brother, Boy, you have a, you know, your sister, do you have that too? Do you have epilepsy? And it depends on what the person's like. Now, I will tell you, the majority of brothers, sisters, you know, it's like they want to kill these people when they do this. <laughs> yeah. uh, that is really the way it is the majority of time. But there are those few times where the person doesn't like to say anything because they feel like then they're not being accepted. Uh, as I said, the majority of times, 
Um, you know, I'm, I know cases where they were ready to throw out the sibling because the sibling wanted to, and, and this was a girl, by the way, that, you know, wanted to beat up someone that was doing this to her brother who had an intellectual disability. But, but it really does impact the entire family, don't you think, Judy? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, and, and, and for other families, you know, my big concern now is, what are we teaching our children? I look at our world today. I look at how we operate. You know, bullies are prevalent in our society and in our culture. Uh, yeah, I mean, look at American Idol. You know, there's Simon Cowell. You know, he, he's, he's a classic example of a bully. And, you know, it's a big myth that bullies are insecure. They're not. They're people who feel powerful. And, you know, power is a drug. The more they get it, the more they want it. And they'll wield that power. You know, as I said, like Simon Cowell on, on, on uh, American Idol, you know, he, he bullies people mercilessly, and everybody tunes in to see who he's going to decimate next. It, it, it's entertainment. It has become entertainment in our society. And like you were referring to earlier, comedians and movie stars who would never use an ethnic slur will use the R word in their movies or their stand-up performances, and the problem with that is it gets a laugh. And then the next day, the kid that watched that movie or heard that performance is going to go to school and call my kid the, a, a retard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because absolutely. We had to, Greg Grumberg, who, uh, if you don't know, he is, he used to be on the TV show Heroes. He played the policeman. His son yeah. has epilepsy, and he just had to ask, boycott a movie that was going to be released in Hollywood because he saw the trailer and it was a comedy, but in the very beginning they were making fun of someone with epilepsy. And, and mm-hmm. you know, he has power. He's an actor in Hollywood. Actually, they took it out and apologized because he was asking everyone to boycott the film. But that's because he knows that what Judy said is true. If it's acceptable and comedians are saying it, or entertainers such as what Judy said, if they're saying it, well, then everyone should be able to say it. It must be funny. You know, it must be cool to do this. Um, And it isn't cool, okay? It isn't cool. There are so many other things you can do, and one of them is reaching out to help other people going through this. Always remember, if you see Judy's son, being brutally bullied, and you just stand there as a bystander, you're part of it. So to all of you young people listening to the show who are living with disabilities and who are being bullied, number one, remember, you are the champion. You're the cool one. Number two, don't put up with it. Tell someone. Don't keep it a secret. Tell your family, and if you don't, and if that isn't enough, tell your teacher, and if that isn't enough, uh, tell the coach, and if that isn't enough, tell your pastor, tell your rabbi, but don't keep it a secret. And we're getting ready to go to break, and then we'll be back to end the show with Judy Pamer, who is an advocate for Achieva. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. Voiceamerica.com. 
Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Can you imagine a technology that takes human consciousness to the next level? One that reveals a new understanding of what is valuable and possible in the abundant support of life? The truth is, we already have that technology. We simply need to awaken to it and become the value it creates. For more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, Shamanic Technologies of Consciousness and Success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back to the show. This month is dedicated to stopping bullying. Stop bullying children with disabilities. And we are going to talk about it all month. That is why we started the month with Judy Pamer, talking about her son Carl and her work as a disability advocate with Achieva, and so proud we are of you, Judy, and all the work that you are doing uh, to help other young people. I really feel that with what you're doing, you are making a difference. Um, one thing I did want to ask you before we close the show today, do you have any suggestions for schools? Like, should they contact uh, you because of that program you were talking about, you know, the guidelines for the schools? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, you know, I am more than happy to, to help schools in any way that I can, to help families, um, to assist uh, students, teachers, even, even if it's just the teachers um, that are noticing this and, and they feel like they don't have the power of their administration behind them. You know, I, will, I will give them whatever tools, whatever use I can be, I will be <laughs> to eliminate this. It's, it's, a, it's a cause. Um, it, it's certainly something that if we don't stop it now, I see it affecting our society as a whole. Uh, I, I, I'm very frightened um, for all our children, and it's not just the children with disabilities, and it's not just the kids that are being bullied. I, as I mentioned earlier, I have a concern for the kids who are bullies. You know, as you said, these are not kids that end up well. They don't. They don't do well in their futures, and um, I don't want to waste a single child in this country. Everyone has value. Mm-hmm. In the United States, there have been people that have assaulted students with disabilities, that have thrown gasoline on them and lit the fire of children with disabilities, that have done the most horrible things you can possibly imagine. And what, what you'll be hearing us talk about this more this month, but what Judy was talking about with cyberspace bullying there is one young girl that every day when she would go home from school, what they would be saying to her on Facebook is, you're so ugly, you're so weird, why don't you just die? And she did. She took her own life. Now, I'm going to tell you, bullying leads to depression. Depression is one of the number one 
threats for young people living with disabilities to commit suicide. So just what Judy said, this is serious. And really, if you start being like that and you continue being like that, what is that person going to be like when they get out of high school? I told you with studies what they have told us. So I hope everyone will tell other people to listen to this show and listen all month. And if you want to reach Judy, you can reach her through voiceamerica.com, vendorconsult.com, or go directly to Achieva, H-C-H-I-E-V-A, dot org. Is that correct? Exactly, dot info. I'm sorry, repeat it again. Uh, It's Achieva, A-C-H-I-E-V-A, dot info. Dot O-R-G. No, dot I-N-F-O. Okay, all right. Do you got that? Achieva, (laughs) dot Info? Yes. Okay. Correct. All right. You've got to get in touch. Either way, I'll make sure that you find her. But before we close the show, Judy, everyone that's been on the show for the past eight years, I ask these last two questions. Um, And the first is, in your life, in the work you've done, what would you consider your greatest accomplishment? Oh, well, that's easy. Um, my son, Carl. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm very proud. You know, my husband and I worked very hard to raise him to be aware that he is different, but also that it's okay to be different. Um, we, never, we, we never want him to think that Down syndrome is a barrier or that it's something to overcome. Um, we hope that to Carl, and I, and I think this is true, to him, his difference doesn't really matter, and, and other people's differences don't matter to him. He knows he can't be exactly like other kids, but he also knows that they can't be like him either. So, so we feel this gives Carl power. Um, but I am terrified that in a year or two, some bully is going to take that power away from him and undo everything, all the good work we've done. Um, I hope we have made him stronger than that. I hope that things will change for Carl and, that, and for all kids with disabilities. Um, I, even, I actually hope that someday Carl will be the one making that change, and I suspect that he will. And if that happens, that will, of course, be the proudest moment in my life. Well, of course it will, because you know that I'm going to be recruiting Carl to be one of these leaders speaking out in the United States, because guess what, folks? You know what? We're tired of it. We really are. We're not going to sit back and take this anymore. We aren't taking it anymore. Young people with disabilities deserve to be treated equal with respect and dignity for too long we've set back no more no more sitting back you know we're going to speak up and it's going to be people like carl young leaders in america that are going to help me make such a difference um judy if you had to come up with one single thing that you think carl has done in his life that has impressed you the most what would it be um Surviving leukemia, and, and not just surviving leukemia, but putting it behind him and thriving. Um, I, I think just just being able to to uh, move on from that and not be scarred and, and not have that uh, affect him in any way. I, I, I doubt that most kids who do not have disabilities could even have been as brave and as strong and, and as resilient as Carl was in that. Now, how old was he? He was four when he was diagnosed. Um, chemotherapy for leukemia lasts three years, and um, they have to be off chemo for five years before they are considered cured, and we actually had that happy day 
um, just this past August. Oh, that is so wonderful. Yes. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. But you know what? Some of these same bullies we're talking about will never, ever be as tough as your son. Never. Ever. Make no mistake about it. Well, listen, before we close the show, Judy, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Um, I think what I would like to ask all our listeners to do is is to please go and read the American with Disabilities Act. Um, I, I want you to read that law. And, you know, when you read it, it's going to seem like a perfect law that makes perfect sense. You know, it covers all the bases. Um, but there's just one thing wrong with it, and it has always been a glaring problem to me, and that is the fact that it has to exist at all. Um, we live in a country that is founded on the principle that all men and women are created equal. Um, we live in a country that was founded under God, and every major religion has the basic tenet that we love one another. So it's really disheartening to me to think that we need a law to tell us to treat fellow human beings with dignity and respect. I grew up in a country with better ideals than that, and I want my son to grow up in a country with better ideals than that. He deserves it. All children in America deserve that. And as matter, all children across the world deserve that. Amen to that. Thank you. And you know what? See, it's people like Judy. They're going to help make that difference. One person at a time. Don't think that one person can't make a difference. Trust me, you can well, Judy, first of all, thank you so much for being on the show today. And a special shout-out to Carl. Uh, we think you're awesome. Keep on keeping on. And, and, Judy, really, thank you for what you're doing. Well, likewise, right back at you, Joyce. Um, I, I admire you. Um, uh, words can't describe the admiration I hold for you, I think. Uh, I am so grateful for what you do, and I just want you to know that I am going to hold you to your word and I am sending Carl to you. <laughs> Send him on. When that Send him on. Hit. Send him on. We interviewed someone with Down syndrome years ago, and you know what they told me? Hmm. Uh, the people that referred him, uh, obviously it was not your group, but the person said, well, I said, I'm going to consider him for this position at Highmark, uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield, and that is a white-collar position, and the person said, oh, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> I would only consider this person as someone that could cut the lawn. Well, guess what? I didn't consider that. I hired him. We put him on site. He got hired. Not only has he been successful, he trains other people. So, you know, that is how I believe. That is how I believe. I'll end the show today with a quote from Winston Churchill, who said, The price of greatness is responsibility. And folks, you are all responsible. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, Voice America.